0: You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck.
1: Okay, so tonight I'm going to give you a warning. In this episode of Hey Mitch, we talk about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And there are a lot of spoilers. If you haven't watched the movie yet, you should go out, watch the movie, come back, then listen to this podcast. It is a really long one. We ended up talking for about two hours. So I'm going to cut it in half, put half of it up this week and half of it up next week. So uh, make sure you definitely... uh, Know that there's going to be spoilers and that the ending to our conversation will be next week. Thank you again.
0: Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, 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 Hi, Mitch. hey, Mitch. hey, Mitch. hey Hi, Mitch. Hey. Mitch. Hey Mitch. Hey Mitch. Hey,
2: hey Mitch. Hey
1: Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Snowball> Sweet. All right. Well, we have a uh of uh, people, I guess I don't know how to say it But we have a, a group here to discuss uh, our topic tonight on Hey Mitch um, A foursome Oh man, this <laughs> force- is Hey Mitch This is Hey Mitch, yeah oh. Did you think it was just straight up yeah, like Just thought for thought, Batman I thought it was just going to
0: be like a Batman versus Superman A radio one-off Well, it's not I need. It's something not going to be me. like
3: a comic book annual <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it, it kind of is an annual I mean, We can always get this group together after every... Uh, superhero movie <laughs> what was it? What was the thing I, t- I pitched I said oh. Batman versus Superman discussion of justice <laughs> that's true that's kind of what this is going to be um, so well uh, we already have some people some pu- talking uh, Daniel why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself
2: hi uh, my name is Daniel I work with Mitch on uh, Televisor Heroics that's
1: right that's Daniel Barroso from Televisor Heroics Chris? Hey, across the table for me i'm chris <laughs> you uh, some people mostly call me
3: franny uh mitch and i are the guys who talk about imagine if and character 101 and the other
0: chris and i'm um, chris jeetzy um, <laughs> i do things
1: he says he does things i don't know if he still does or not nah supposedly okay well there you go we have uh, a full table of uh you do VHS here. gyms. It's true. You still do VHS yeah, gyms. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was just a little bit of ribbing on the fact that the,
0: I haven't got a Players versus Pixels in a while. Yeah. It's only been a couple <laughs> weeks. That's okay. It's all right. The video games will still be there. They will. Right? <laughs>
1: I hear these video never games are going to quit making around there. <laughs> I was thinking uh, a little bit off topic because of uh, that uh, just. Thinking about uh, because I was reading or reading or audio booking (laughs) Uh Ready Player One this the the whole idea of that that book and its content with the the video games had that been movies and comic books, I'd be all over it. It's true. That's absolutely true. Where's Mitch? There was He's way more, it for the 20th time.
0: There's way more video games in it than there is anything else. Yeah,
1: so. Well, we are here today, though, to talk uh, about a certain movie that has really gotten, I would say, the country split.
0: It is a loose term.
1: <laughs> it's it's almost as bad as red states and blue states at this point. Uh, however, I think with uh, the drop, the drastic drop in box office between week one and weekend two, yes. it, it shows that there is a there's a little uh, a little flaw, you know, maybe in this movie. But we're talking about Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. The unofficial sequel to Man of Steel, I guess. You know, The continuation it, of the DCEU? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, like, it's
0: a direct sequel. Well,
1: see, that's the thing is that it is it is and it's not. I think there's parts where that are obviously a sequel to Man of Steel. Then there's other parts where it seems like Man of Steel is more just the prequel to this movie. Like, if they would have made Man of Steel after this movie, it would make more sense. Possibly. <laughs> well, I, say,
3: I mean, like,
0: if we're the talking of direct Steel didn't sequels... Man not make sense either.
1: We've, we've got an 18-month gap. Right. Man of
3: Steel ends. 18 months later, Bruce Wayne's just been, like, soaking in his shit about this alien. You know? Soaking in
1: his shit and apparently doing CrossFit. Because <laughs> that's uh, what Batman does. That's CrossFit. what else you need to do. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, be- I mean, before we get into it, uh, just for, I guess, the general consensus, how... Daniel, what was how, when you came out of the theater? What? How did you feel about this movie?
2: Uh, I, <laughs> I went into the movie with low expectations and still came out surprised, saying, "Wow! Wow" could
1: be good or bad. I need it's to true. hear. I need to hear. Is this like excited the excited wow, or are they like,
3: "Wow, I just pooped
1: Not myself"? <laughs> I mean, the, the sarcasm was pretty much there in your voice, but I, I want you to say the words. <laughs>
2: it, yeah. It, Ah oh, Man, I I guess I'm just being nice and I'm saying it was okay. There's some things I liked and some things I absolutely hated about it. More hate than love for it. So I
0: was I was disappointed. Okay, GT? more hate than love for it, but it was okay. <laughs> um, no, this is a garbage movie.
1: <laughs> Straight up into the point for GT, it's a garbage
3: movie, uh, Chris. Let's see, for my opinion on it, I would say I enjoyed it. As a movie on its own, I enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to stick with that right now. I'll save some of this for the discussion. Oh, no, exactly.
1: That's (laughs) exactly what we're doing. Uh, And for what I had to say, I, I, I thought it was a not okay movie. I didn't hate it.
0: You gave it money twice.
1: I did give it money twice. Ugh. Actually, that's not true. The second time, someone else bought me a ticket because they oh, wanted me to go with them. Fair enough, but uh,
0: acceptable then. <laughs> it was. It's it just. But it, the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'll never get but, that back. You
1: know, the, I fell asleep the first time around, so I had to watch it again just to make sure. That, now, did you fall asleep because of
3: tiredness? Just because of tiredness? Okay. Just, Woo. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Dean Cain said that. I, I didn't get to read the article but yeah, I, guess no, I did hear they, they chimed in they're like oh Dean Kane you were a former Superman what did you think he's like it was okay I, I fell asleep but it was okay
1: like, oh <laughs> man about it was it, like. almost three hours long <laughs> I know it was so long it, it really didn't have to be um, before we get up I want to force everybody to at least everybody who didn't like it to at least say one thing they did like about the movie
0: sweet so Jeetzy Wonder Woman.
1: Wonder Woman, okay. Now, I know from the consensus that I've heard from just about everybody Mm -hmm. that, you know, Wonder Woman was probably one of the best parts of the movie. Yes. And especially the part during the fight scene when you see her get knocked down, but as she's getting up, she smiles.
0: Yeah. That was a good part. (laughs) Oh, that was beautiful. It's such a great little character piece. Wonder Woman also was one of my worst parts. So, but I'll get to that later.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, what, uh, what did you think of Wonder Woman's uh, role in the movie, Daniel?
2: I honestly needed a lot more of her, but I did like what I saw. And um, obviously, us as an audience, uh, we don't know what an Amazonian um, sounds like, so I did like that she was speaking in a natural accent. You know, uh, Gal Gadot.
1: Yeah, her uh, Israeli accent.
2: Yes. Yeah. So and so, what we saw shows a fucking badass.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think. Uh, I mean, I had my flaws with her, not her, not Gail Goddard's performance necessarily. Um, I mean, really, the only other thing she's got is Furious, Fast and Furious movies. So uh, I would say she did better. <laughs> but uh, I, there were things that with the, the the character choices that I'm guessing Zack Snyder probably at put in there for her i had problems with but but her role the, the way she played the role was good uh the way that that smile came up when when she like her her, her other one line where it's uh i've killed things from other from yeah, other worlds that was right that was awesome that was badass oh, that's so. gonna
3: be major <laughs> no like i mean if you're reading justice league by jeff johns that's
1: gonna be major <laughs> So, uh, and then, obviously, you were okay with her performances as Wonder Woman as well? You know, I am welcome to say that I am enjoying my Crow.
3: Um, When they first announced she was cast, I was like, are you serious? She's so petite. She's so little. Like, what the hell? And she, I mean, she's been doing it. She's been working out, building muscle. Uh, She's got a great physique. The way they they set
1: her up in the costume and everything, it looks fantastic. I mean, Um, I'm going to say the same thing. I'm still, I still say it. I'm not trying to skinny shame her or anything. I'm just saying, she's in. She's supposed to be an Amazon. Right. Uh, but Wonder Woman in the comic books is drawn just as tall, if not taller, than Batman and Superman. Sometimes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And and I mean, she doesn't do that. How are you going to really find someone that tall and that big to, to play the Wonder Woman and still keep the sex appeal? Probably not. But it's just you know, it, I don't know. It's it's. That's one of the things I was okay with giving giving way to the character for live action. Well, for what she brought to the character,
3: that was great. I mean, honestly, like, if you're not looking for it, it didn't matter. Because as soon as she put that costume on, it was like, oh, wow, Wonder Woman's here. I mean, she was ready for battle. I mean, she schools Superman and Batman, you know? And, and then, like I think we all agree that like, that moment, you were, like, fishing for an engagement ring when she got knocked <laughs> down and smiled. You're like... Oh my god, that's the woman of my dreams Right there, like, I love a fighter Not like the psycho fighter, but like A fucking ass-kicking mofo That was beautiful, dude Um So yeah, I mean, like, she, she nailed it She did the part um, It's funny how they're, they're definitely Putting a lot of history there, obviously with her Photograph, you know, over a hundred Years ago, probably ties to World War I Which is new for the Character in itself mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, her stating, "I've killed things from other planets before," so it's like, "Oh, okay." You know, if, if this is where I think it's going, that's that's gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and uh, you know, I think uh, I have other things to say when we come to the actual fight. When we talk about the fight in general, but she was a she was a good addition to the movie. Yes, uh, Chris, what was your favorite part of the movie?
3: Wow, that's tough.
1: I guess honestly, for me.
3: It would be the minute you saw the Trinity standing together. We've never seen that. Never in television. I mean, yes, you've seen animated series and stuff like that. But, I mean, to finally live in a world where we've seen Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor stand together and then unite with the rest of the other Avengers, DC's almost there. So I'm excited. (laughs) I I loved that moment. Um, That's probably one of my favorite pictures. That's one of my favorite stills. I think it was a fantastic moment in the movie.
1: I would say, you know, that was uh, awesome the, when the three of them were just sitting there in, pro, or not profile, but in, uh, in a Stands row. Stands together. You yeah. know, walking towards the camera. The only thing that ruins it for me, and I know this is a nitpick, but Batman's holding a, a shotgun in it, and it's just Well, like, it's not
3: a shot shotgun, you know.
1: <laughs> it, it had those kryptonite bullets. I know. And for it, 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 and it, for, it. it pays It plays off in the movie. I understand it has a place, but it's just like, just the, the image of Batman holding a gun in... That row, just like I would want an iconic pose for each three of them, you know, for them, just just for the poster alone, you know. Oh,
3: the sad thing is that's gonna be an iconic image because that's the Batman we're gonna be looking at.
1: <laughs> that's true. Uh, how did you feel about Chris? Did you feel about the, 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 the scene that he's depicting the three of them walking towards the screen about to face off against Doomsday?
0: I thought Wonder Woman was cool.
1: Well, that's what they do have her
0: front and center in that. So I I really didn't give a shit about Batman or Superman by that point. I was like, "Get them the fuck off the screen. I'm tired of these fucking mannequins." Uh Daniel, after hearing something like
1: that, how do you feel about the the lineup?
2: Uh, everybody was too mopey, except for uh, you know Wonder Woman. So at that point, I was just like, "When is this going to be over?"
0: <laughs> uh, <yes.
1: laughs> uh Look, I mean, I, I already gave uh, my my stance on it. I also thought the funny thing is that of the two hours and forty minutes of that movie, that particular scene holds one of one of two jokes in the whole movie. Yeah. It has the it has the is she with you? I thought she came with you. That's okay. the joke right there. And we saw that in the, in the trailer. The And and I remember the second time I was in the theater watching it, one dude just busted up laughing really hard. I was like, <laughs> really? Like, that was in every trailer since the second one. Like, that particular joke. Hey, the guy could have been in <laughs> jail
3: or something. Jail or a coma. <laughs> I got it. Yeah,
1: you're right. It <laughs> was Rick Grimes. He woke up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the second joke in the whole movie is, uh, uh, don't worry, I'm friends with your son. Yeah, I figured with the capes. That's the second joke. Uh, <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. Well, I like the so joke that you can make. So three jokes, then, because the, there's what's also the... the fucking, the piss joke.
1: But see, it ends up not being a joke so much as a, a, a plot point. Like, he turns it into the fact that I've put this in your face right before I kill you now, you know. Well, but what yeah. about the Lawrence
3: Fishburne thing? You know, he's like, Where's Clark Kent? Where does he go? And he just clicks his heels and goes back to Kansas. I mean, it is a little bit of a play on but it is, you know, we know the greater secret of where Clark is. But
1: see I think that that it seems like a joke because the very next scene and doesn't end up being him in Kansas, but it should have been. And I think through well, editing, it should have been
3: Clark in Clark clothes, not Clark as Superman.
1: Right. He well it like three scenes later because of the weird editing of this movie, you Clark is Clark talking to his mom in the in the field or next to the field, being like, "I don't know what to do, mom." So if that scene had come right after Lawrence Fishburne had said, it would have been more impact. It would have been yeah, it would have and it would have made more sense. <laughs> All right, I can give you that. Okay, but what about
3: even the, the headline? You know, like God, like this just in crime in Gotham.
0: Also, um, okay, water That, is that wet. was a joke, but
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, DC's
0: were not very as few and grim. far between. <laughs> you know? It's not
1: supposed to be that grim.
3: Oh no, I get you, but it's not like I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna throw this one out there. Now, yes, DC hasn't done it the best. Okay, Uh Batman, 1989. A lot of people are like, "Oh, that movie sucks," or "Oh, that's the standard," you know, the standard of Batman. And then Batman Returns, that one was a little bit better, you know, but it's obviously building off something. And then Jules Schumacher made Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, and people hated him. And I can admit, as a kid, I enjoyed it. Why? Because that was all you had. Okay, fair enough. You know, that was all you had. It was good. (laughs) You're buying toys, all that stuff. You know, it did what its audience needed. Um, And then it's funny because. As as you get older, you start reading more about it. Joel Schumacher stated, hey, I wanted to make a tribute to the Adam West stuff. And as much as we may hate the Adam West stuff, there is the Adam West stuff. There's the George Reeves stuff. There's the Kirk Allen stuff that goes all the way back to the legacy of these characters. I mean, why does Superman fly? Because a movie studio suggested it. Not because of comic books. Because of a movie studio. So they do add to the character's dimension. So right now what DC's doing with their cinematic universe... It's different, but I don't think it's as dark as everybody portrays it. But I think everybody's just so pissed because it's like, well, we've seen Iron Man, and Iron Man was Robert Downey Jr. I mean, imagine if they stayed with Tom Cruise. You know, we could have a whole thing. And now I know I'm basing my argument on a what if,
1: right? But it's just that's the way it drew out. But I think I think if you want to throw in the Marvel U or the the Marvel cinematic U, you have to take into account that Kevin Feige is is sitting that has sat there. And been in control of each one of these movies as they as they came out in the phase, and he is he is hit almost hit. I mean, what, what movies are, of of those of those particular Marvel Studio movies have not been a, a home run yet? Oh, exactly. No, he's so I think I think he's had ample chances to to, to drop the ball, and yet he hasn't done that. There've Whereas, been missteps. Okay, I'll give you. Okay, maybe Thor, Thor, and Thor Two are probably like. Doubles instead Thor of home two, runs. two Iron Man two. Iron Man two. You know, if you take out the parts where they're trying to, to to make Avengers happen way too fast, like right, it's still an okay movie. It's still a pretty good movie, right? Then you take out you take out. Uh, oh no, B-
0: both of those are better <laughs> than this movie. I'm just saying I, those are missteps.
1: Okay, they are, but they're still not. They're not. They're not uh, strikeouts, right? Okay. Um I think that with these two movies, and, and trust me, I wasn't I'm one of the few people, and I think you are too, that liked Man of Steel. Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. I, I actually enjoyed the movie. I didn't care that he killed Zod at the end of the movie. It makes sense to me. And it, it makes sense to the character. But I agree with that. Okay. There are still parts that that don't scream Superman. In either one of these movies, and and I oh, think true. I think the part that doesn't scream Superman the most, and I think you and I will agree the most will we'll agree on this uh, quite well. I, I don't know about Geitzie, but it's the Kents. Oh yeah. yeah, the Kents are a giant misstep to the the Superman mythos. These are the two people that raised Superman to be the man that he is in the comic books, in any TV show, in. The George Reeves versions in the serials before that, you know, it's always been the Kents. No, that's
0: that's very true. Um, that's exactly the Superman we have, though. Is the Superman that those Kents raised? But <laughs>
1: that's not true either. Because the Kents in that movie are constantly telling him like you need to hide you need to, to hide it. You don't need to, to show yourself as much. He is still out there saving people. Even when he went out in Man of Steel he goes out on his own and walks the world or whatever after Paquette dies, he's still helping people, maybe in secret, but it, it's not so much in secret that Lois Lane couldn't figure it out.
0: See, I think he did a lot more helping people in Man of Steel than he did in this movie when because, he's actually Superman. But
1: that's because, one, eight, in the 18 months, he, it, it's reported, reported that he's helped out a lot of people. And two, it's all off-screen because we're giving away so much screen time to Batman. Man, no, this is a Batman I, film. This is a Batman film. I understand film. that. Yes, but it
0: is. I'm saying that they had like a news report or whatever saying like oh fucking superman doesn't do anything like he just shows up every now and then to kind of be a dick like he killed all these people over here well, see, in africa well, and then he okay, showed up and was like yes sit in your flood
1: the <laughs> the, the i think the, the the africa part is so muddled and so edited badly that you, yeah. it doesn't make any sense one way or the other. Right. For some reason, they think that Superman killed a bunch of people with guns. Mm-hmm. And then we have no idea of whether or not he he killed that warlord or that terrorist. Or right. he, he arrested yeah. him, sent him to jail or what. All they say is that there was a, a power vacuum. Someone came in, started killing off villagers. And that lady blamed Superman for taking away the one warlord. Yeah. Like So all that is so muddled and confusing that yeah. it starts off the movie bad, yeah, uh, at least for me. Um, so that's why, I, I mean, that's where, I mean, it's obviously they, they misstep in, in creating the character for Superman for me. However, I still think Superman is probably the closest thing to having a character in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Even with
2: him being on Bopi?
1: Even with being all mopey, like even the part where you're talking about, uh, like he's he's looking at the people in the flood. Yeah, I think you're seeing that in, in his super speed time. He's standing there, but they're moving slowly in slow motion. So it's 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 like almost an instant out of a second, and it, within that second, he w- the very next part of that second, he's saving those people.
0: That might be. I don't know. It's
1: it's all about uh, it's perspective or not right. perspective. But uh, well, Zack Snyder subjective. loves
0: to slow everything fr- down to frame yeah, the right. the comic book panels. And, and like that would be,
3: yeah, yeah that because t- that one I know they've been pulling out the Alex Ross art. And they're like, look here, he is standing before people to save them. Yeah, almost as like a Christ-like figure.
1: Right. Well, and that's this movie exactly... did not <laughs> did not. Uh, <laughs> fail in giving the Christ-like uh, images in oh, Christian, uh, you know, uh, what's that word, uh, iconog- iconography yeah. throughout this whole movie. I mean, there's the part where he's carrying, when Batman's carrying Superman, like, he's literally carrying oh, the cross, the crucifix. The cross <laughs> of steel. <laughs> uh so yeah, uh, listeners, if you made it this far and you didn't realize we're, we're throwing spoilers out there, I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is going to be a spoiler filled uh, uh, a podcast. Um, well, my best part was when Spider-Man showed up because <laughs> Batman was like, "I'm um, yeah. <laughs> and he took Superman's cape, and he's like, "That Everybody. was the best part of
0: this movie for me—the Civil War trailer." <laughs> oh, ouch! There it is.
1: <laughs> um. What was... Okay, so let's just get to the other side. Daniel, what was... Wait, did I already ask you what your favorite part of the movie was, Daniel? No, you
2: asked me what I thought about uh. Okay, what, what was
1: your favorite part? I'm sorry.
2: Um, I guess what I really, really did like was just seeing Batman in that power armor. You know, just seeing it from from the Frank Miller comic to actually seeing it on screen, I thought it looked pretty badass.
1: You know, I'll give you that. I, I, did, I didn't think they pulled off the look of the Batman armor pretty well uh, It it wasn't as clunky As I thought it was going to be But it still wasn't as sleek As like Iron Man armor But I know that's not what they were going for They don't want right. it to be Iron Man armor And they definitely don't want it to be sleek It It needs to be more like the the Hulkbuster armor cuz you're going up against yeah. Superman. <laughs> Which I still don't think doing CrossFit is going to help you when you're going up against Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's super strength doesn't matter how many times you can pick up a tire. That tire <laughs> had a, you know, went through a lot in that bad game, being dragged through water, <laughs> being beat with a hammer. That hammer, man, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, how did you feel uh, Chris about the about the armor? Oh, I thought it was cool looking.
3: Um, It was just a, a, it was very faithful and I think it was better looking than the comic books. Um, And again, as a toy collector and all the little, like, the Funko Pops, that is a badass looking pop, you know, and I like putting it right next to my Hulkbuster and... They're part of my millionaires against their friends club, you know. It's like, hey, you want to beat up Hulk? Yeah, let me get my armor. Hey, you want to beat up Superman? I got my armor. Let's do this. So I think they're cool-looking items. So that that totally gives me a, a symmetry
1: between my two universes. So I'm happy. One thing I thought was great about that uh, particular scene when the armor was was the, the light-up eyes. The, oh, yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. something I've been waiting for in, in Batman movies forever because – uh, you know, we always get a mask, and there's his regular eyes right there. Instead of why not? Why yeah, even the in even this movie? Slits. Why not have have the light up eyes in his regular costume? Because Batman in the comic books is depicted as having a heads up display inside of his cowl. Mm-hmm. So what? Like Iron Man? <laughs> I mean, not as not as great as Iron Man's, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, it's still gonna have uh, X ray vision or not X ray. Right, well, well, it's gonna like, like he can go to like thermal scans and, Yeah, thermal. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. Night vision and stuff like that. So I, I really wish they would, they would have kept that, especially the part when, I mean, you can obviously see that there's black grease paint on Ben Affleck's eyes with the mask, and then he pulls the mask off. And it's not there And anymore. there's no black grease. magically, that's how
3: powerful Superman's grip is.
1: <laughs> I will rip the
3: paint off your eyes. I'm not talking about
1: in the dream, because the dream sequence you can, be, you can pretty much say is a dream sequence. But there's other parts when he rips off his own mask, and, and there should be black paint there. Okay, so you remember that scene when Alfred's working on the cowl? <laughs> yeah. I
3: don't know if you saw, there were these little spray hoses right there. <laughs> so as soon as he grabs it by the ears, it releases an anti-makeup paint. <laughs> ah, and it comes right <laughs> off. That, how Alfred did you not see is that? so
1: creative, you know. How did you feel, Chris, Jeetzy, about the, the, the battle armor, the Batman battle armor? It was all right. It was all
0: right. Yeah. It, it just, I mean, maybe it- I mean, it you'd looks seen good it,
1: you'd seen it in the trailer yeah. so by the time you came to the movie you just weren't impressed yep okay fair enough <laughs> i was like cool just, it looks like the comics good job <laughs> uh you know i mean i'm going to have to say Im- imitating frank miller art is not that difficult <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 not it's not exactly uh, John Romita Jr. art oh, God. God. but it is still pretty <laughs> oh, boxy I don't know
0: man that Dark Knight <laughs> Returns art is pretty fucking Romita Jr. <laughs> it, 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 well you know
3: it's going to be crazy <laughs> so like Frank Miller was big for the 80s right mm-hmm. and obviously we're seeing like movie people are homaging that Mm. so when John Romita Jr. was big in the 80s and 90s, oh, that God. means the next decade is going to be John Romita Jr. shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we need square jaws and box-looking people. Oh, man,
0: that's that's horrible. Stick to Minecraft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd probably be the best
0: place for him. It's true.
1: Okay. Yes. He can make a mint. <laughs> uh, my favorite part, I guess, I, I, still, I didn't really get around to that. Um, I don't... No, my favorite part of the movie. The credits. Would be. No, it wasn't even was the like credits. That was up there for me too. It, it wasn't the what should have been a post script scene. I guess my favorite part of the movie would have been the 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 the, uh, the party at Lex's place. Like, even though, really, even the like the, other than the Lex stuff, the 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 little discussion between Clark. and and Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne like Bruce Wayne trying to keep up this party boy Bruce Wayne out uh, like like persona and Clark using his, his uh superheroing to hear Alfred talking in the earpiece was like I liked that because it got like all four sides of, of the two characters in one scene.
0: Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's the, cool. That's a cool the, look at it. The in between parts of that scene is what you like, <laughs> not the actual scene where like they're talking to each other.
1: I guess that's I, you're kind of right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. I could deal with that. <laughs> I, I thought that might be the best part where they got they got the the, the, the characters right was the in between stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, that kind of was the, the only time in the movie where we got uh, Batman doing some detective work. It's so, true. You know, even though it was just hooking up a device so that Alfred could go and steal the information. Yep. And then walking away. But, you know, it was the only line Mercy got in the whole fucking movie was, was during that scene. And she's like, uh, Mr. Wayne, you are in the wrong place. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. Oh, poor Mercy, right? <laughs> There's a character. <laughs> I
0: mean that's the that's a it's character. Cool. She's a cyborg. It's she's <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> if they end up doing that, I'll be happy. But you know, in in this movie, she's gone. She's, she's, she's probably dead. She's obliterated. <laughs> and and uh, as uh, Chris had stated to me you know a week ago, it's it's unfair because that is Luther's Harley. That's like yeah. his sidekick, his uh, his Cato. You know, mm-hmm. why would you take that away from him? But. I mean, he took it away from himself. He did. He like literally said, "Hey, could you go make sure my seat's taken care of?" Yeah. Like instead of that was basically, "Bye, I will never see you again. You're going to die."
0: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, she just survived. Hated you,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you know what's funny is that she she knew it too. She like the instant before Superman figured it out, she knew. Yeah. She just had to come to the realization right then. Not only that she was going to die, but that her boss sold her out and was okay with it. Um, well, that was the parts that we liked. <laughs> well, our favorite parts. Uh, I'm guessing Chris had more, more more parts that he liked. I mean, I'm not trying not to pick on you. I mean, I know you're pretty much the only person that was on the I enjoyed this movie part. but
3: Well, you know, like the thing is, I guess what, what helps me about this is I've read a lot of comics. Um, I, I like, okay. When the flash thing happens, right? When he busts through the TV screen and he's like, I w- like the first thing that came through my mind. I was like, Oh my god, that's Crisis on Infinite earth. Now it's not an exact one for one, but I was like, That's insane. You know,
1: like that's but that's really cool. Like, actually, it is almost you know one. For, I mean, it. Yeah. It's it's and that's the one thing that Zack Snyder does well. Yeah. And he did it well in March Watchmen. He did it really well in Three Hundred. But he does. Uh, he uses the panels as a as a storyboard. He he makes it look just like it is. Yeah. And and, and Zack
0: Snyder should be a director of photography, <laughs> and that's it.
1: He he does that stuff really well. The only, I mean, the only problem I had with that particular scene is that it doesn't belong in this movie. Oh no, no. I like okay. And I I get what you're saying too. There are so many. I'm sorry to cut you off again, but oh, there yeah. are so many things in this movie that are so like. Right there in your face Right from the comic book And I was like As a comic book reader You could be like That's fucking awesome I know that part of that I know where that comes from I know what that one is But As a comic book reader You should be like Why is it all in one place
3: Well, as a comic book reader if I'm introducing Superman to somebody I'm not going to be like hey here's the death of Superman (laughs) (laughs)
0: like this
3: person's going to read it and be like that was a great
1: story so that's it yep (laughs) oh my god we got the
0: death of Superman the death of Barry Allen
1: (laughs) that's true all in one movie I was going to say actually giving Chris or Jeetzy the the death of Superman as his first Superman story probably would be good because he doesn't like Superman (laughs) well I remember when we were watching
3: the movie, and the one Wayne security guard, his legs got crushed, and he was like, What's your name? And he was like, Wallace. Was Wallace. And he's like, Oh, they call you Wally? I shot you a look. And I was like, Because I was like, Oh, I could see, like, um, Zack Snyder's like Oh yeah I've heard of This Wally West guy So I broke his legs I thought that'd be fun <laughs> Cause he's heard of Jimmy Olsen And he thought That'd be fun
1: <laughs> Yeah which was uh, Incredible that they Killed Jimmy Olsen At the beginning of oh the movie my God, And right? they don't even say his name right. They don't even say Jimmy
3: Like I finally did see The credits They did call him Jimmy they Olsen They do in the credits yeah. Yeah, But I was like Wow nobody's gonna know Who the hell that was No.
1: Um, and apparently working For the CIA Yep You know Jimmy Yep he's So Superman's sad man For no Sweet. reason you Kill off
2: Superman's Best friend
1: Hey, you don't screw it. If you don't tug on his cape,
3: <laughs> you don't kill his best friend. <laughs> um, but no, but the thing is, like, watching that movie, I-, I enjoyed it. But I do agree. They're putting way too much. And this has been my argument about Green Lantern. I mean, as soon as the movie starts, we see the rogue guardian. We meet Parallax. Uh, it goes into Hector Hammond, and then we've got Sinestro, and then the potential for Carol Ferris. So it's like, here's almost five villains coming at you. That's too much. You know, like, when you're a Lord of the Rings fan and you go in there, you understand you're making a commitment. We at this table and via the internet understand that commitment. But not everybody else does. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes me sad when I saw Ben Affleck was even like, oh, I probably won't let my four-year-old see this. I'm like, no, these movies... They've got to be so you will take your kids. They've got to be so this way we get new fans, we get new story arcs, and we continue the characters for 75-plus more years and beyond. And this movie, it's dark. you know. And for some reason, like DC, they have. They've gotten dark. Um, there was an article that recently came out, and they were talking about how the DC universe has changed. And they were basically citing since in identity crisis. It's been a very dark DCU. And if you think about it, that's kind of true. Now DC in the '80s, I remember they had the little corner boxes, and they would say DC Comics aren't just for kids, and they really were. They were about growing up, you know. Because when Marvel came in in the '60s, they were like, "Hey, we're going to try all these crazy new ideas, and we're the cool guys." And it was like DC or Marvel comics was for your kids, DC Comics was for your dad, <laughs> you know. And it, well, that's the hard part. They had been around a lot longer. So DC had to break that trend in you know the '80s with its grim and grittiness. Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, which we're seeing now in the cinema. You know, those are major publications. But again, that's kind of a bad choice as your introduction to these characters. You know, like if we're gonna do you know Iron Man, I'm not gonna be like, hey, let's let's put Demon in a bottle. That's the best way to introduce
1: Iron Man it's <laughs> gonna be dark as shit. You know. So. But I think that I mean. If you were going to talk You wanted someone to know about Iron Man and Tony Stark That would be the best story to get them to read first But you do the origin Which was smart They did that and they kind of hinted
3: at it in Iron Man too. Yeah, like, oh, he's even got into problem.
1: At, but, but yeah, but he but he, he's never he's never he's never resolved his his drinking problem in the in the Marvel series. Oh, yeah, it turns books. out he
3: just gets like Tetris in his arms and Nick Fury's like drink this and you're okay. Yeah. yeah. No, they should have gone full-blown alcoholism, I Right, yeah. I mean, great. that
1: would that was a, a major arc for Tony Stark in the comics. It's it's a way for him to realize, you know, once again, I mean, I guess they kind of do that in the first movie, but <clears throat> He needs to realize that he can't be the old him anymore and still be a hero. Exactly. Yeah. However, that's you know that's that that's that. This is this. I'll give you. I'll I'll, I'll give you that identity crisis in the com in the comic books is a more dark story because of its content. What it, it involves rape and and murder of a of a friend and, and the murderer being a friend. But I would say that the, the world hasn't gotten darker, just more serious. Like oh, yeah. the storylines are more are more uh I don't want to say based in reality because that's Marvel's thing is that our heroes are based in reality they these are what real people would be like if they were heroes. It's just more of an idea of 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 their actions carrying weight in the d c u after identity crisis um they still have lots of fun stories I mean oh yeah no I agree um uh,
3: but the, but to me like when I look at identity crisis number one identity crisis number one. And Avengers five hundred came out within like two months. Mm-hmm. That it was a new age of comic books. You know that, that, that picking up Identity Crisis number one is the same thing as picking up Showcase number four. That was a major change in comic books. Something was coming, and it was big. And like you said, it, it had impact. You know, it was like now it's like okay. You know, Wally's looking at Green Arrow, and he's kind of like, "Whoa, what are you gonna do if I get out of line?" You know, and you had this shadow leak within the league, And I thought that was neat. It gave more depth, you know. And the, the comics are always going to do that. They're always going to implant things, expand upon things, and change things. As and then, it should. And it's they're going to change
1: with the times. It's it's only, exactly. it's only natural. That's the way things are going to yeah. be. However, I think you're still going to keep the general tone of each one of these characters. I mean, Hal Jordan from 2016... Is the same Hal Jordan from uh, his first issue? I mean, for the most part, right? He still kind I of uh, flies um, off on his own, uh, off on a on a heel, and, and you know, showboats a lot. But still, is a heart a hero at heart? And, and yes and no. Uh, well,
3: because <laughs> things okay. Like if you go back and read the original Green Lantern, he wasn't as much of a flake. You know, he really wasn't. Like he, I mean, this was a guy who was in line to be an astronaut. Obviously, he was good at what he did. He was responsible. You know, he was the 1950s jet setter astronaut hero because that's what our idols were back then. I mean, we didn't have the Kardashians. Back then, we were like, hey, this Neil Armstrong guy, he can do math.
0: You know, that was amazing.
3: (laughs) Um, So that's how the heroes were. And then they started changing them, you know, Like, like I was actually just talking about JLA year one. That was a big part of where they started showing Hal being flaky. When I remember issue two, where the Flashes and Green Lanterns were going to go camping, and you know Hal shows up first and he picked out all the supplies and he's sitting there, and Barry shows up and he's like, "All right, you did the shopping," and he's like, "Yeah, well, where is everything? Well, I couldn't do the buying. Can you lend me some money?" You know, and it was <laughs> the running gag because they were kind of showing that Hal was a flaky dude. That was something that was being inserted into his character. But we think of J.L.A. Year as one as, like, that came out, like, two, three years ago, right? I think it's almost 20 years old, I think. <laughs> the 1990s weren't just yesterday, so that's what's
1: getting scary, you know?
3: Our long boxes are getting too long.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but I, I, I think, I, I mean, obviously that's just where I think this movie is missing, is the tone of, a, of the characters that have been around for a lot longer than one or two issues. And, and that's where most of these other parts, like... Dark Knight Returns is 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 three books at the most when it when it when it came out and now they've had it was a
3: four part miniseries it was a four part and then they mini- okay. did
1: a sequel that I think was another four parts right and then they've done this
3: third one which I think even Frank Miller was like I didn't write this
1: <laughs> but yeah. still I mean that's uh, the for the original Dark Knight Returns is four issues out of how many from nineteen 19- Thirty whatever when Batman well, geez, was created, you know, you know? from thirty
3: nine and up. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're talking well over two thousand comics between Batman and Detective. So you
1: have four issues that have depicted what now is going to be we what we know for the next ten years in the DC extended universe if they if they do well enough. And from the looks of it, even though the the, the movie dropped in box office drastically, they are still going to go ahead. They've they're, they're if the rumors are true, Ben Affleck has his first script written, his first draft of his first Batman movie written. If uh, they've already slated two untitled, they've added two that's untitled two Bat- came er, DC movies to their <laughs> DC slate for Warner Brothers. Uh, you know, Justice League is going to start filming in two weeks. So everything is still a go. So that's going to be our Batman for the next ten years. Well, but here's what's going to be interesting about this. And this is just me
3: guessing... I think when Batman does his Batman, when those movies come out, you're not going to see those gray streaks. The Batman movies are going to be prequels. You think so? Oh, I think so. Because, I mean, it feels like, okay, Wonder Woman was back in, like, 1917. Right. Batman must have been back in, like, you know, early 2000s. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they'll try to do something like a September 11th. And that's why when Wayne Tower fell, it hit him even harder. I mean they could really play with some stuff but I think when you do the Batman films they're going to be
1: of a prequel. Mm-hmm. If they I don't know if they oh do my that for God. <laughs> Cuz I mean that I mean that almost seems like what they would have to do with all of the their stories then everybody's everybody's story is going to be an origin story that leads up to Batman v. Superman. Oh because no no, it's going to be there was Cyborg. Batman
3: and then the Justice League happened. <laughs> but, you know. But we
1: already saw Cyborg getting yep. his mother box body. We right. saw the Flash yep. Already had powers by the time he's stopping this guy robbing a uh, 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 convenience store, and Aquaman, you know, is always been the king. Yeah, of, as soon as uh, he was born, he's is, always uh, been what he was. So yeah. there's not going to be any, uh, you know, real origin for that. Probably it's just they're probably just going to start off with being, hey, I'm king, you know. <laughs> uh, but th- that's just you know, I think I'm both excited and weary of what's going to happen. In this DC Extended Universe. I agree with that. No, I agree with that. Like, I mean, it's fine because...
3: Who's our Kevin Feige for the DCEU? Uh, uh, it was supposed
0: to be Jeff Johns. Exactly. But apparently
1: it's Zack Snyder. Oh, oh
3: no. Jesus. That's,
1: uh, that's what all the reports say is that Zack Snyder is the one that's going to be in control. Yep. And that's a shame because I almost saw Zack Snyder as like the
3: Josh Whedon of it. You know, like yeah. he was helping other directors get there because it's like, okay... Here's where my movie's going to be. That brings it all together. So So I need you to get to this point so I can get in there. I need
1: you to get to this point to go there.
0: That's the way it should have been. Exactly. But But it didn't work out that way. Oh, that sucks then.
1: What they they needed was, well, they needed obviously a Kevin Feige, and then they also need John Favreau. They needed the guy to make the first solid movie to base everything else off of. But Daniel, what was the worst part for you for this movie?
2: Lex Luthor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm there with you, and and I know some people will sit there and argue with. you, And I've seen this argument on online. I don't know about you, Daniel, but uh, people will be like, "Well, that wasn't Lex Luthor. That was Lex Luthor Junior." However, okay. they never they're they're not going to give us a Lex Luthor, so we can only take that as our Lex Luthor. It's not yeah. Alex Alexander Luther Junior. Because that guy is a good guy.
0: Yeah, Yeah. most of the time.
1: Wasn't he a good guy in Crisis on Infinite Earths? Well, in Crisis, he was... Well, he's
3: from Earth 3. Yeah. And at first, yes, he was a good guy. And he helped a lot of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. But then on Infinite Crisis, he was kind of like, I was the big MVP and I get stuck in this stupid cave with old Superman and Lois and annoying (laughs) pimple
1: Superboy. Yeah, but, I mean, I think if you're... They didn't pull anything from... Uh, Infinite Crisis. They pulled stuff from Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh yeah. Plus, even if you got this was the this is the Alexander Luther Junior that was a clone of Luther in the nineties, then he would still be acting like Luther, or you'd be yeah. acting like Lex, not like Lex. Lex Luther Junior. The only the, the thing with I understand where they were going. I know I understand where Warner Brothers is going. Is like look. Luther is a businessman. Where is all the business nowadays? It's all online. So he's got to be kind of kooky, and he's got to be this e-com or dot-com billionaire kind of craziness. But then they made him a scientist also. And then they also made him a, a politician. It's like, where are you going with all this? And this guy is way too erratic to to be any one of those things. Yep. Yeah. Like, if if Jesse Eisenberg had just played Mark Zuckerberg as Lex Luther, I would have been happy. Yep. Because that guy, his Mark Zuckerberg from the Social Network, is collected. He thinks about his actions. He he was Mm -hmm. an asshole, but he he was also he also knew what the fuck he was talking about, and he also you know thought everything through before he did it. You know, in that movie, Uh, I don't know about the real Mark Zuckerberg. I've never met the guy, but you know, obviously he's doing things right. He's a billionaire. (laughs) He's apparently doing well for himself. (laughs) He didn't need my approval. I don't think he's doing. He's not hurting for anything. (laughs) Uh, what was the what was the biggest part that that like that upset you about uh, Lex Luthor in this movie, Daniel?
2: It just seemed like you know throughout the whole thing he uh, I don't know he didn't really seem smart and he just seemed like he was on just it you know bumps and bumps of cocaine on set and was like all right I'm ready to shoot come on let's go guys woo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You found the
1: secret to acting. (laughs) You know what's funny is that I've seen a lot of people, and I think this is funny because uh, Jitsi, after watching the movie, uh, posted online the Max Landis reaction to Batman v Superman. And a lot of people have said that this Lex Luthor character reminds them of Max Landis, which I can see that. If you've ever watched an interview with Max Landis or a video that he's put out on his own, he acts a lot like this, but he did not like this movie. Nope. He, he, because of the same reasons <laughs> that, that Jitsi didn't like it. So yep. how did you feel about uh, the Lex
0: Luthor interpretation? Uh, it was needlessly goofy. Like, what the hell did they tell him?
1: <laughs> what Was <laughs> Zack
0: Snyder's, like, directions? Yeah, like... <laughs> Where the fuck did Jesse Eisenberg get that from? That character? Did somebody, like, show him Batman Forever and go, dude, fucking Jim Carrey? He's Lex Luthor. <laughs> Don't pay attention to what they call him in the movie. That's fucking Lex Luthor. Let's like, do that again.
1: <laughs> Which is funny, because I've said many times in Batman Forever, Jim Carrey plays the Joker in exactly. That movie really well. Exactly. He does. <laughs> he doesn't play the Ridley, he plays the Joker. Um... You know what's funny? I also think about uh, about this Lex Luthor character, is because even though this is a movie, this movie is called Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Batman and Superman, I think, have a total of five pages of dialogue between the two of them. <laughs> Most of the movie is them just staring off into space, or staring at each other, or staring at computer screens. And it's a
0: lot of just staring. You really could have replaced <laughs> Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. Mo- more so Henry Cavill. With mannequins. With fucking mannequins. <laughs> and you would have gotten the same performance.
1: So, if they don't have any dialogue, that means Lex Luthor has most of the dialogue in this movie. Yep. Thus, this becomes a Lex Luthor movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, just, I mean, that means he had to carry most of this movie on his own. And I think that was the, the failing. And I think... That is a that is an old trope, or not an old trope, but it's a trope of, of superhero movies or comic book movies that the only selling point or story point for a superhero movie is the villain. That mm-hmm. you can't have uh, a good movie without a good villain, and I think maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think you can. I think you can yeah. make a, a, the good movie. Like I mean, just look at Iron Man. Yep. There's the the villain in that is who Iron Monger. He yep. shows up at the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yep. He does not steal that movie from Iron Man. Maybe you say that's because it's a origin story. Well, then, look at Iron Man 3. That's all about Tony having to overcome being known only as the, as the suit. Yep. So, even though we have a Mandarin, and there's air quotes there, and then <laughs> there's Adrian Killian, Adrian Killian doesn't expose himself as the villain until over halfway through the movie. Oh, and, yeah. and the Mandarin is only all he is is videos at throughout the most of the movie until you find out that it's a fake. Yeah. So it, you still have. A, I mean, though Iron Man's not Iron Man Three is not the best one out of the three. It's still a really good movie. Yeah. Brady, what did you think about Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor or Lex Luthor Junior? Ooh. Um, I didn't like it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm glad you could be honest with us. <laughs> I guess, like, okay, this is a problem I have. And I remember talking with another person about Man of Steel. and We really do have to draw a lot of our own conclusions as to what's going on in this movie. Why is Lex Luthor acting that way? No clue. Is it because, and it's funny. When did they release that deleted scene? Like what? A day or two after Batman? The the Monday after after the movie came out, yeah. So I think even they were kind of like, oh shit. We fucked up. The feedback (laughs) is like, why is Luther acting weird? Well, how would you feel if you saw some Satan-like creature sitting there holding like four
0: cubes in front of you? He didn't, though. In the deleted scene, he did. No, he didn't, because it was around the corner. He didn't, let, let I still haven't see seen that movie, or seen that clip. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, I thought, me, I to thought me, they literally,
3: I thought Luther and those soldiers came in and they saw him
0: no the the soldiers came in and saw him uh-huh but luther's fucking like around the corner really
3: wow i'll have to check it again because i I'm, I'm not doubting you yeah, I, yeah. Just, I honestly thought he saw him.
0: i mean i could be wrong too but yeah. like the way that they like frame it and stuff yeah. that's how it looked to me no, because but, but, they come in that hallway and he's like right there and there's like this little weird Kryptonian tree thing in the middle of the pond, and Steppenwolf's like, and disappears. And they're like, "What the hell was that?" And they keep going, and then there's fucking Luther in the pool of Kryptonian fetus matter or whatever the hell that thing is. And he's like, "I've seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I live here now." Well,
1: and,
3: and that's where I'm thinking, like, he must have seen these, like, the the, the apocalypse people. And obviously it's screwed with him. Because like, Lex Luthor's always been a xenophobe, you know? He's always hated aliens, and, and obviously he's keeping tabs. He's like, oh, there's this Wonder Woman out there, Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman. So these, these metas, they're out there. And then he sees, you know, because like, the, painting, the painting means a lot more than just something that's there. You know, he, he's seeing parademons. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's having the same visions that Batman's having. So it really warped him. But I I don't like that because that's something I have to come up with to explain the character. And I don't know if – you and I saw the deleted scene. One of us saw it differently than the other. So now we're going to have a total different viewpoint when in reality we both should have watched the movie and come away saying, yeah – he really was insane for the moment. It was temporary insanity, yep. you know. Or maybe it's maybe he is Lex Luthor in Lex Luthor Junior's body, and it's the clone madness that's going on. That did happen in the comics, but, but,
1: we, but we don't none know of that is explained. None of it. Yep, yet. It's not
3: explained. Uh,
1: Daniel, did you see this deleted scene? No, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched it either. Because I mean, to me, that's <laughs> like ten seconds I, long. I understand that. It's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna take up my time. But right. You deleted it from the movie for a reason. Yeah. Whether or not it's because you thought the the you thought that cutting ten seconds out was going to help your time or or whatever, nope. but uh, obviously two hours and forty five minute movies are already too long. Uh, you deleted it so you thought it wasn't important. If it wasn't important, then I shouldn't have to watch it to, it didn't to explain merit, the movie. So it shouldn't have yeah, a reason. And yeah. and I'm I'll, I'll watch it when I get the Blu-ray. <laughs> because I mean, here's here's the here's the.
3: Here's a sad idea. We haven't seen Batman vs. Superman yet. Because there's that R-rated version with 30 extra minutes,
0: right? That's true. That's David the real God. film.
3: Like I, I almost feel
0: like in three hours and 15 minutes, <laughs> that's how fucking long that movie well, is. You're going to watch it, and you're going to like it.
1: Jeez. That's Well, I mean, that's exactly how I felt watching Watchmen. Like, I liked Watchmen watching in theater. But when the unrated, you know, director's cut version came out and it was, like, three hours and 20 minutes long, I'm like, I don't need to watch that version. (laughs)
3: Yeah, but we could
1: binge 13 hours of Daredevil, which is great, which is
3: great TV, you know. But, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's, like, obviously we're fans, we're going to enjoy that. Um, But it's a shame that, like, DC... Warner Brothers, if you're out there listening, the first time you have sex with somebody, you don't have to show all your moves. You don't have to bust out with the reverse Lincoln and be like, "Hey, check this out." You can save a little, you know. Make them happy. Don't make them squirt. You know. Just take your time. And they're thinking like we're gonna come out with all 75 years of Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, Doomsday, Lex Luthor, the New Gods, and all of it in one movie. And this is our elbow. second film, you know? <laughs> Holy crap. The fact that you might have seen Captain America's shield in Iron Man was, like, mind-blowing. That's true. And that's all they gave us. They just said, <laughs> yeah. let's put this one little sprinkle in front of you, and you'll be happy. And the DC's like, here's a cake wrapped in ice cream with sprinkles dipped in chocolate and deep-fried. Here you go. <laughs> Please love us. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, okay, do you remember in the first, the first Avengers movie? Uh, you had a, the scene where it's Tony versus Thor versus Captain Captain America. That scene probably only went on for seven minutes at the most. Yep. Yeah. And it felt so much better at the end than watching the seven minutes that was Batman versus Superman. <laughs> like, I mean I, 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 I mean, I guess I could say I enjoyed it, but there was so much jumping around in that scene and, you know, shaky camera and, like... Animation, like it's just, uh, it, it kind of was just, I wanted to be over. So, everybody who's, who's complaining that there wasn't enough Batman versus Superman in the Batman versus Superman movie, I'm just like, did you really want that to go on for that much longer? Because nope. if you remember in The Man of Steel, Superman fights Zod for, like, a good 45 minutes.
3: Oh, yeah, that was a big marathon. That
1: was forever. That was a
0: marathon.
3: That's why he had to break
0: his neck. (laughs) That was, like, the only part of that movie I did enjoy. It's
3: like, I gotta take a shit. I'm ending this now. (laughs) Uh,
1: You know what's funny is, uh, uh... Twice in this movie, uh... He was a general in Man of Steel, but now he's a senator, I believe. Or, no, he was a secretary of defense. Uh the one dude that Lois gets information yeah, from. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his character name. Twice in the in this movie, he refers to the Major that's always hanging around him as Major Ferris. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's not spelled Ferris as an F-E-R-R-I-S. Oh, it's F-A-R-R-I-S. So uh, it seems like there's supposed to be a, 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 a Green Lantern reference there, but then they go and change it in yep. the credits. Why... What I mean I mean the major ferris in in the movie is a female, so is i mean could could it be carol they they could easily
3: transform her into that I mean look at what they do with Jimmy Olsen. um look the guardian
1: the he's guardian. in the first film he's Isn't Christopher Jim Harper's in the first movie that's you right know, um Dr.
3: Emile, oh, what's his
1: name? Hamilton. Hamilton, he's there. And he died you know? in the first movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean,
3: the, the, the characters are there. They just don't get... I guess the thing that's hurting DC, there is no character. They like, are we are taking off names, a lot of their supplementals. Well, yeah, no kidding. They're, they're doing that, too. But, I mean, they, 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 they take their legacies, and they're just kind of like, all right, well, we're just going to take this name and let's run
1: with it. <laughs> you know, and they should be true to character. Like... Do you, I I have to wonder in this this DC cinematic universe if there's if there's Alana is there Alana Lang is there a Pete Ross I know there's a Pete there Ross there's a Pete Ross because Pete Ross was the manager of IHOP in the first movie and there there has to be Alana Lang because we get that story from Pa Lang Kent farm. on the on, yeah. the on the on the mountain where the 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 yeah the Lang farm lost their horses because as he, I ate my hero cake because <laughs> <laughs> he he uh he dammed up a river that was going to r- ruin their crops or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, there is that. Um What uh what did what did Chris, what did you think was uh the worst part of the movie? You can't say the whole thing.
0: No, no, no. I'm not going to.
1: <laughs> he said he liked Although the I
0: could. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Like the just the disservice that they do to every character in that movie (laughs) like my god what the hell um yeah I don't know like Franny you were talking about the like crisis on infinite Earths part where like Barry shows up and he's like Bruce some crazy shit's happening stop (laughs) it I didn't care I knew I instantly recognized it from the comics as well, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." I don't give a shit, though.
1: (laughs) I mean, I mean, uh, you're right. I mean, uh, in I know at the other side of this table between the two of you, we're probably the two biggest Flash fans that I know of, and uh, I can't imagine how you feel about. Well, I know Jeetzy's feeling about Ezra Miller. As Barry Allen. I'm guessing Chris isn't too big of a fan of Ezra Miller. I'm going to be
3: nice and do the I'll
1: wait and see. Okay, fair enough. It's hard to wait. (laughs) I saw enough. Apparently, (laughs) I can agree. (laughs) What they reported of why that scene, that particular scene when he's stretching out through the computer monitors trying to, to talk to Bruce, why you can't really make him out all that well is because they haven't decided on what flash should look like and it seems like that should be the easiest character yeah especially costume wise of what he should look like why why is that a difficult no decision?
3: hold on
0: <laughs> he doesn't have a fucking spaceman helmet I'll say that right now should he
3: have wingtips <laughs> On his boots or not.
0: That's a big discussion. <laughs>
3: lightning belt that runs around or converges in the middle. <laughs> Fair They're enough. both
0: lightning belts. But either way... No, but
3: you think about it. The Barry belt just runs... I understand,
0: around, it's know. still a lightning bolt that well, no, no. makes but, but a but belt
3: But the Wally belt, you have the two bolts coming at the center I, he yeah. said I know belt. exactly you what well, you're no, talking I, I know about You know <laughs> yes. at least give me that there's a right. little bit of yes. difference there I mean,
0: yes. They, yes, yes, they yes, there
1: are lightning belts around them yes.
3: But there's, there's two different styles Right.
1: But however, you don't see either one of those things in a headshot <laughs> Well that's because they're still
3: deciding right now Costume <laughs> design is like, converge in the center, run around Converge in the center, run around Yellow boots, red boots, you know I mean?
0: <laughs> and then Wander Brothers stuff. is just like, fuck it, just give him Iron Man armor. <laughs>
3: well, I, I but, like-, like,
0: we can't, like, bite Iron Man too much, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. make it, like, just a, Actually, I felt a it, bubble helmet. I felt
1: it was more of a, a version of, of Batman's armor, and that's why he was able to connect to Batman. That's exactly what they all have. Uh, Justice nah, Buster. Just, on don't there. try and <laughs> rationalize that garbage. <laughs> in Wonder Woman, we're going to
3: see Wonder Woman or her anti-Superman armor. Be like, I've killed aliens before. <laughs> um, no, but the thing is, I, I feel like that, they, I, I think they took some stuff from Injustice. Because Flash looks a little bit more bulkier in that game, and the comic even. So I, I think they're kind of looking at that. Because Injustice, uh, you know, it's funny, Like it, it's its own universe, And it's amazing.
1: Okay, that was part one of our massive conversation about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Make sure you tune in next week to listen to part two of our conversation. And always remember to geek out.
0: We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.